Hey everyone, before we jump into the show, I want to tell you about our merch store on Threadless. Shop a wide variety of logos with multiple colors and sizes available for each design. Your support is greatly appreciated and helps us continue to make killer content like this episode. Please visit supercoolradio.threadless.com or the link in the description to shop now. Hello everyone! I'm Matthew Thomas. This is Super Cool Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in. Check this out. I got a great guest with me at this time. He is a guitarist and vocalist for melodic heavy metal band Mind of Fury. Please welcome G. He. Hey, this is actually Gia. Oh, <laughs> my apologies. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Hey, that's fine. For a minute, I was, uh, you know, chocolate mink <laughs> well, i'm glad to have you on the show so before we jump into everything i know we got so much to discuss uh but what music have you been listening to this week uh well to be honest we have been listening to a lot of world what is coming next to the band you know the, the latest album i've been working on it and it's ready to go we finished the mixing and mastering so I've been listening to only that for a long time, <laughs> you know. Well, right on. I you know I was going to talk about it later, but since you are talking about it, so obviously, Mind of Fury, you guys are working on a brand new album. So how has that process been? How has it been writing and recording the new album? Um. Well, it's been a long process. Uh, actually, we released our the 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 uh, the album that we did before in two thousand nineteen. And we, we were very busy working on that, playing a lot live, doing a lot of gigs and stuff like that. So um, it's been a process where you're like playing a lot live and then anytime you have um, left, you just go in the, in the studio and record, record the drums, stuff like that. Then go back, play other shows, get ready for that and then do that. So it's been a long process, it's been like, a year and a half or something since we started this project but uh, we've finally finished you know so we're happy about that well, i'm glad you guys are coming to the you know the tail end of the album then obviously there's so much more you obviously have to do like the artwork and the promoting and obviously distribution and all that so i'm glad yeah. you're, you're moving into the next phase of uh, of the album the never ending and of course as we speak already starting to you know write some new tunes for what is coming next <laughs> so, nice. so we're all we're working all the time that's basically, oh, you, basically it oh yeah you have to, you have to keep grinding that's the thing i know like you know obviously the process from like the last album was 2019 so you're working on this one but then you also have to build for the future and what's next it's definitely a never-ending cycle uh for you know any kind of music or entertainment yeah yeah definitely it's a lot of work but you know what? It doesn't seem like it because it's something we enjoy doing. So well, it's good. all good. 
For sure, for sure. So for uh, for the new album, can you give any hints like what people can expect from it? Well, I think this album, actually the name is Three because it's the third album. It's my The Fury Three. Uh, we are three guys in the band. So it's a lot of three there's. <laughs> Uh, well, that's the title, but um, basically it's kind of extreme album in the sense of you have very powerful songs and then some others are more melodic, more inclined to, you know, more hard rock than metal. And actually we actually, we have a ballad actually that it starts with acoustic guitars and stuff like that. So it has a lot, it's a lot of colors and a lot of textures. But it's definitely us, it's definitely heavy, it's definitely powerful, you know? But it has a, more stuff than the other two albums had, you know? It's less narrow-minded. Maybe in the past we did like more balanced stuff. This one I think it's pulling towards to be a little bit faster, but without sacrificing having, you know, uh, more m a couple of other inclined to hard rock kind of stuff too, you know, more Van Halen kind of shit. And if you want to put a label on it, but uh, definitely it's very, 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 um, it's, it's, it's the trend is that it's more fast and powerful than, than, you know, hard rock. Right. But it's something it's something that happens. It's not something that okay, you know, now the next album is gonna be like this. No. <laughs> you know, it, it it naturally happens like that. No, I I, I totally got you and all great qualities in the uh, in the new album. I definitely look forward to checking out. It sounds like it's gonna be a little bit more um a little bit more of an evolution for uh, Mind of Fury. You guys doing some a little bit more uh, different elements in there throwing in uh you know it's more on the hard rock side so i'm definitely very excited for it and i know you, you just touched on this but like the last album released in 2019 uh the fire you know like the did the critical response and feedback kind of influence the direction of the new album no not at all you know it's i don't know i'm in charge of writing the songs i'm the guy that that write the songs i write some of the songs with uh Mickey, the bass player, but it's, I don't know, we haven't worked like that. Like, oh man, if you do a ballad, it's going to be better for you guys. Then you're going to have more exposure. You're going to be on, on TV. No, it's, we, I did a, a ballad because I felt like it and it's how it happened. You know, uh, I don't know, uh, writing music to me, it's um, something that, uh, it's some kind of connection with some universal thing, you know. It's something that if you're, if you're, of course, if you're in a bad mood or something, nothing good is going to happen. You're going to be blocked. But if you have a good connection or you're open or you're feeling great, you will notice that every day something will come up. If you're jamming or improvising something uh, or you know, playing the guitar or maybe trying a different instrument like a keyboard or a rhythm like, oh, that's a riff, man. And it's how it happens. It's not like, you know, oh, I'm going to write the best lyric in the world. 
and you start writing and it's like turning into his own, you know, it's like, so yeah, sadly that it didn't push the response of the other one didn't respond, didn't, you know, if you make, didn't translate into making this one, you know, it came naturally and that's the way it is, you know. Well, yeah, and I, I was just curious, you know, new question I've thrown in for the later in this season, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm glad and I think that the art and the music comes out better when you're not trying to be anything, you're just inspired to write certain, yeah. certain lyrics or write different guitar riffs or bass lines or whatever. It, it, it's a more natural process and it's, it makes better quality of music. Yeah, you, you may say that. But every anything that happens in our band, it's because we felt it that it was the right thing to do. Uh, it felt that way when we were jamming on, or actually, you know, oh, I have this song, man, and it goes like this, and you know, like that, yeah, yeah, and we start playing, it feels good, you know. And and when you feel good, the people that you're playing for feel awesome. <laughs> so, so that's the way it is. Definitely, but it's nothing premeditated. For for sure, and you know, obviously, mood is a very big thing for when writing music. Obviously, if you're in a better mood, better mood, you get it's more productive and stuff. Because when if you're already going with a bad attitude and bad mood, it you know it dampens uh, you know the energy and everyone around you. Then you're not as productive sometimes. So always a good mindset to to go in when doing things like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. For sure, I know. Kind of go, kind of went a little backwards. Obviously, we're talking about what's currently going on for Mind of Fury, but I did want to talk about. So, how did Mind of Fury come together uh, as a band, and how did you come up with the name? Okay, uh, we came. Uh, well, that's a long story, but let's say let's start when I came to the United States. <laughs> that was like ten years ago. Almost, yeah, October 2012, I came to the United States. And I contact uh, with, I contact Nick Marino. He's the keyboard player for Ingve Malmsteen. So I started, uh, I just, you know, hey, uh, I'm available to play. And he's like, yeah, I need a guitar player for my band. His band is NZM. So I work in an album with him. And we wrote songs together. That album is called uh, NZM Eternal Fire. It was released in 2014. So I did that album with him and we played a lot here in Florida. Actually, it's centered in Miami area. So um, after that, I, well, I, came, I come from Chile and I was coming from a solo project. I was doing my own thing. So I was collaborating with uh, his solo project, you know, Nick Marino's project. And, you know, when you're collaborating and you feel that something is not what you would like to do, it's kind of hard, like, hey, because you're not, a, you're not a band, you're like playing for somebody. So I don't know, I didn't feel right for me at the time. So, um, I got out of NZM and I met Mickey. Mickey is a bass player. Actually, I met him because we were auditioning bass players for NZM. So I met him there and 
I, we got in contact, we start talking and we start, I, I joined a project that it was his with a, another drummer. And actually, well, we, we were, I was with those guys for a year and well, you know, I'm a, I'm a person of action. So this had like four songs and I'm like, dude, you guys are talking about going on the road and all this shit and come on, man, you have four songs. Really? That's not going to happen. Yeah, but the other guy, the drummer, was like, oh, man, we have thousands. No, you don't have shit. You know, you've been together for these 10 years and you still have four songs now. So I wrote the remaining, I wrote six other songs to work with them. And when we got together to play, uh, the Mickey was on fire. We were playing together like crazy and the other guy the drummer didn't have a clue you know and he was so embarrassed that and i told him dude i'm i'm driving from orlando to get together with you guys in boca raton and you don't know the songs you suck you know don't don't do that to me ever again so i left I came back home, and when I arrived, I saw my, in my phone that I have an email from him saying that he was firing me. <laughs> so, okay, whatever. I found another drummer. It's Henry. He, he lives like 50 minutes away from me. So I called Mickey, like, Mickey, dude, I found an awesome drummer. Would you like, yeah, I would like to join. Fuck this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so he was in and we used those four songs that he wrote and my other six songs and we did the Do or Die album. That was the first Minor Fury album. And that's how we started. Actually, the main idea of the band was that we're going to be like something like uh, a quartet, you know, four guys. Me on guitar, Mickey on bass and Henry on drums. And we're going to have a lead singer. But that we start looking, I start looking for a singer all around. Actually, I found a guy that was amazing, but he was total, you know, he didn't have the, the you know, the, how you say this, uh, the discipline, be on time, it never worked. So uh, I remember doing some demos so the guys can see what was going to sound like. And they were like, dude, you know what? Sing. You, you, you're already singing in the demo and you're doing a great job. So why don't you sing in the band? And it's better. It's only three of us. It's easier. And we get along so good. So fuck it. Just take care of it. All right. Because we were spending like, I don't know, six months without any anything. So I start. I finished the album, we released it, and that was, I think, by the end of 16, early 17, we did our first gig, and then, you know, we started working steadily and thinking about the next album. It's that how we are now. And I remember um, talking to Henry about it, so how we're going to call our band. And I was thinking, dude, do or die, it's a good name. And they're like, yeah, maybe. And he's, you know... Some people are like, they're always trying to look around if somebody else has the name or the detail that just looking for a reason not to name the band or die. <laughs> yeah. 
So he found that in somewhere, I don't know, Washington or Philadelphia was a rap band or something that had that name. So I don't know. We were like brainstorming the names through the text and suddenly Mind of Fury came in. So it was like, yeah, sounds good. So we named the band Mind of Fury. And that's how it was. <laughs> right on. I really... Really appreciate the backstory and history, Mighty Fury. Hope everyone is enjoying this episode of Super Cool Radio. We gotta take a quick pause from this conversation and hear a word from our friend DJ JC at the Brutal Block. Check it out. Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is DJ JC, and I'm one of the DJs over at Super Cool Radio. I host a one-hour metal show called The Brutal Block. We have new episodes every Tuesday dropping at noon. So if heavy metal music is something that you're into, then make your way over to The Brutal Block. Throw up the horns and let's get rocking. For, for you, uh, did you have any reservations about becoming the, the lead vocalist for Mind of Fury? Well, of course. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> you know, you, you have to be not just a good guitar player or just a good singer. You had to be a good frontman, and you had to, you know, uh, communicate with the people and make them move and reciprocate. And it's, I already have that, but and it's a pain in the ass because uh, it's like, yeah. You're a fucking drummer. You warm up just to get on stage. I have to warm up to play, warm up my vocals, you know, worry maybe not having some, oh, <laughs> worry about something that I ate that is not, wasn't good or something like that or, or, or be careful not to catch a cold or something. So, yeah, it's a real pain in the ass. But you know what? Once, once I tried it and I felt the power of it, uh, yeah, I'll do it anytime. I'll take that for a team. <laughs> no, right. I know. Yeah, I was just curious because I know, obviously, as you said, there's a lot more you have to to warm up and obviously have to stay healthy. Because I, you know, I've talked to guitar players. You can play, you know, a, a guitar while you're sick. It's harder when you have to use your voice. Uh, yeah, to sing. it's 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 sucked up. You know, sometimes, for example, I, I'm I'm a very active person when I'm on stage. But now that I sing, I have to be more in control of what I'm doing. I don't have, you know, I can't run from one side or the other. Meanwhile, I'm singing or trying to hit the high notes. You know, like, yeah, you know, it's like, it, 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 it's not going to happen. You know, going to be more conservative in that aspect. So you got to be a showman. You got to be a great singer. You have to be, remember all the lyrics and all that stuff be a good communicator, be entertaining. It's a lot of work. Actually, it's a lot of work, but it's fun and it's rewarding and the guys are happy. So I'm happy too, you know? Oh, for sure. You know, obviously it, it is very rewarding even, you know, with all the hard work you guys go through, it is very rewarding. And obviously you still connect with the crowd and still have a great show or, you know, produce really great music that connects with people when they listen to it. Yeah. And I actually, I use a headset so I don't have to be, you know, standing in just one spot. So I can be more, you know, more visual of what I'm doing. And it's actually with my hair, you can even not even see it. 
so it's cool it's like probably like ted nugent nice I did, I did not know that that's, a, that's actually pretty cool obviously you can connect with the crowd you know instead of being tethered to a mic stand that's only usually in the center of the stage you can cover both sides if you really want to yeah that's what i do basically because the problem was that i was for example singing on one side of the stage and then when i did solo solos and stuff in guitar i just went to the center and every time i want to come back to sing i wasn't on time or stuff like that so this way it doesn't matter wherever i am i can sing back you know yeah, it, it's it's, yeah, very, exactly. it's very comfortable and it and i got used to it the way it looks actually i i don't know i don't have any i see the pictures i don't know it seems like i don't have anything you know it's it's a little piece black and it's covered with the hair so it's it, I got that idea from watching a winger video. Nice. You know? Yeah. yeah that, but again, it, it, it is, it's something unique and it's also, um, yeah, you know, it, benefits the, it benefits the band more uh, than you just being with a mic stand. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Because we are a three piece. It's not that we are, you know, two guitars and drums and like Megadeth, you may think, and the other two guys are doing the, the visual stuff. It's not like that. It's a three of us. So I'm always moving somewhere on stage or playing in the center on the left, or I change uh, sides with Mickey. You know, we do a lot of stuff together as well. So yeah, it gives you a lot of freedom and actually nobody use it. So it, it's kind of unique. <laughs> no, it, it definitely is out of all the bands I've, I've interviewed, I've talked with, um, you're the only one who would, you know, who uses just a um, a mic piece instead of a, you know, the mic stand with an actual mic. So yeah, definitely yeah. something rarely used by bands. Yeah, it's not very usual. You know? For sure. I remember once I, I went to a gig and we were going to do sound check, and the guy's like, "Oh, so where do you want your night night your mic stand?" Well, no, I'm using the 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 you know the headset. Oh, we have a Garth Brooks in here, man. The, <laughs> the guy on the console, you know. <laughs> All right, no problem. Bring the equipment here. They connected rig to the mixing board there in front of the stage. But it was cool, you know. Yeah. And it, it was perfect. The guy knew what he was doing. No feedback, nothing. It was great. Because the other the, the other engineer told him that he was a Garth Brooks. Hey, we have a Garth Brooks here, man. All right, cool. Send it in. <laughs> <laughs> I know what exactly what to do. <laughs> well, I'm 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 glad he did know what to do. I know some some sound people are very particular about their stuff, so I'm glad he was he was really cool with it and knew uh, what what the proper things to do for a headset was. Yeah, definitely. Because the problem is that you have a moving microphone, yep. you know. So you have a, a so there are certain frequencies that if you don't know what you're doing, you know. Yep. They're going to interfere and you're going to have like a hell hole in there, like and stuff like that. So it's a lot of, you have to be very careful with that. So, yeah, actually, oh, I don't sure. even, I don't like uh, monitors. I have my in-ears, so I don't even use them. But Mickey use it for a guitar or for vocal stuff like that. So every time I go to his side, it can be a problem. But we've been lucky lately. We've been good. Well, I'm glad you guys haven't had uh, any instances and the sound has been very good because obviously when it's not, it does, 
you know, it, it does ruin the show a little bit for the crowd. So I'm glad. Ah, definitely. Guys... Actually, actually, not too long ago, maybe a year ago, we have a problem, and I just walk out of stage, and I'm I have my wireless guitar. I have I was playing the song, and I came to the sound guy. I said, "You suck," you know, with my <laughs> with my. <laughs> I'm playing the song like, dude, what the fuck? You know, and if people are looking at it and start laughing and shit. But it's, dude, how can you not tell that we have a, a lot of feedback? And, you know, come on, control that shit. So and after, after that, I came back to stage and it was gone. I felt sorry for the guy afterwards, but whatever. You know, I told him during the sound check, dude, gotta take care of this. You know, and it's very uncomfortable. You're playing there. And you're trying to do your best, and you have like stuff like that. And people are looking to each other, and they're looking back. They know that it's not, you know, the band's fault and shit. It's crazy, you know. Yeah, for for sure, and unfortunately, it does you know dampen the show a little bit. But obviously, that's why people sound check. That's where you're supposed to get rid of all the all the issues and bugs. That's why it's a very important part, uh, and that's why there's no crowd there because. That's where yeah, you work out all the embarrassing. issues. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in quite a few not so great sound checks, but then they get it figured out and the show goes off very well. But that again, that's why you need to sound check. So yeah. since we are talking about live shows, um, so for you, uh, do you have a favorite song to perform live? Um well yeah. The, 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 I actually like to perform them all, but the ones that I really like are probably well are there definitely there like this let me fly that it's one of our singles that everybody likes and they're getting it has that grooving thing so people engage very easily um holding on that it was our first single that it's more like a hard rock song and people are singing the chorus immediately even though they don't know the song uh 10 feet under is another great one that it has like um after the solo or before no after the solo no before the solo it has a part where uh we do like an engagement thing with the with mickey playing the bass and the crowd you know like hey all that stuff it's it's very cool you know but definitely uh we we work a lot on our set and our music so it makes like the journey very comfortable and very likable for us to play you know it feels it feels good but yeah those probably are the the the, the songs that i i enjoy the most playing live and well now we have a, a new batch of songs so we're preparing an hour and a half set now so when we headline we can play longer sets play more music so probably we're going to have a new favorites there too Oh, that, that is really awesome to hear. And it definitely, anytime you can really get the crowd into it and you can really engage with them, you know, those, those are the songs that, like, you know, obviously people really enjoy, but also it makes it more enjoyable for you guys to see the reaction of the crowd. Yeah, definitely. And something that I said to them, too, when we we're playing live and we have the crowd there, it's like, dude, this is, this is not just us playing for you guys. This is something we do together, you know? So, the crazier you get, the, the best the show, the better we're gonna play, and the better the show is gonna be. It's something like you know, it has to be like a feedback thing. Yep. So, 
And that's what makes a, a great show for the band and for people, I think. Because if you think about it, if you're going to, let's say, Metallica show, even though you're probably in the last row of the stadium up there, Metallica is playing for you, man. Have you ever thought about that? Or let's say some other band, now the Pantera it's on, on, is going to be on the road. Pantera is playing for you. Have you ever thought about that? that's the thing that's actually a a really great perspective and one actually i I never really considered too it's like they're performing for everyone in the building wherever they are wherever they are in the venue they're 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 performing for everybody that's a really good take i like that yeah yeah so it's like oh man but you're gonna get a ticket you're so far you're not gonna even dude doesn't matter they're playing for you it's gonna. It's a unique experience because probably the next day they're gonna play in a different, maybe a different set or something. They're gonna play uh, some other songs or stuff, and they're not gonna play for you, even if you get a DVD or watch it on YouTube. It's not the same. You're in the same building. You're in the same. The vibe is there. You know, so it's what it's all about. Music. When you see live music and you engage with the band that's where the magic happens definitely for sure it's a it's a connection with the the people while performing live it's it's truly amazing and it's always a great experience to to see um to see that connection also to uh to hear the music live and to interact with the crowd always really cool yeah definitely that's what that's just all about exactly <laughs> Uh, as I'm as I'm wrapping up this interview, had a really great time chatting with you. Thank you so much for your time. So, what are the plans for Mind of Fury for next year, 2023? Well, start performing as much as we can. Um, probably we're gonna start up around here in Florida and then spreading out. You know, maybe do some festivals as well. Um, we did Rocklahoma a couple of. Uh, in 18 for the first time 2018 and the last time was 2021 we have been there in the stage and playing for big crowds and stuff like that so probably going to repeat that again uh and definitely trying to do as best as we can and move forward try to make it you know right on and keep on working on the new one well the new one is almost it's, it's done that's writing new material for what's coming next but promoting the other one as well so yeah it's a lot of stuff coming on you know it's a lot of work actually um one of the plans is maybe record the live performance as a headliner so we can have a, a like a dvd thing but maybe well, nowadays the DVD doesn't work, so probably like a YouTube special, so we can throw singles, you know, uh, every every month from the live performance, and then by the end of the cycle, have a, a whole set list up in YouTube and promote that too as well. So uh, the project is basically, you know, work with 4K cameras and have a very nice, you know, a nice uh live video you know so we can engage with our fans more and 
people know more of our material and songs and stuff like that, you know? Well, I, I really like that. I do, uh, I do hope all of that works out for you guys because I know that would be really awesome. I definitely look forward to listening to the new album and hopefully I get a chance to see you guys live because I know I, I think you, you guys put on a really good show and I definitely look forward to seeing it. Okay, cool. Thank you, man. Of course. Uh, so last thing as I wrap up, uh, if anyone's interested, where can they see, where can they find Mind of Fury online? Well, definitely, well, they can find us anywhere. If you go to Google and you just put their Mind of Fury band, you will find our Facebook page that is Mind of Fury band, our, our website, mindoffuryband.com, our Instagram, Mind of Fury band. In the, on Instagram and YouTube, the same the same thing, and Spotify, and I I don't know if iTunes still out there, but we know that we have that too. Uh, TuneCore or what's the other one? Tidal, Google Play, Apple Music. So whatever YouTube Music, whatever your favorite um, app for listening to music, Mind the Fear is there. So I recommend you guys to look for our band. And actually, we have a, a spring, spring tea, I think is the name, Teespring tea website as well. Was this Mind of Fury official uh, gear, stuff like that, I think it says. So where you can find uh, T-shirts and all the cool stuff, uh, purses for the ladies, pillowcases, a case for your cell phone, stuff like that. Very cool shit. And I think we're going to develop... Um, uh, baseball caps like you're wearing now, but with the logo, the different different models and stuff like that. So yeah, well, very cool. I will definitely drop some links for all things Mind of Fury in the description of this podcast as well. Gihi, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I had a great time chatting with you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so for Gihi, Mind of Fury, I'm yes. Rose always. Matthew Thomas, thank you so much for watching. This is Super Cool Radio. And remember, stay frosty. Yes, stay frosty. <laughs>